Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And we're off. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. Is it the world's only? No. I don't know. There's many. The rules are, <laughs> the rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken to the next stage where it'll be subjected to participate in seven online quizzes this week while smiling and pretending to enjoy them all over the video conferencing software of their choice. I'm Joel, a man who puts the y'all in stay alert. And across from me is John, it's in there. And across from me is John <laughs> Harris, a man who has finally succumbed to the fact that he lives in Dalston and become an artisanal baker. Isn't that right, John? Yeah, mate. Got my sourdough starter. Yeah. I had to Google what a sourdough <laughs> starter was about a month ago when that was all kicking off. I had one once. Yeah? In a little bit of Tupperware or something. But no, nothing ever happened with it. You did the starter, but you never made the sourdough. Yeah, just drank it like a soup. <laughs> it's just like the crouton, but all souped up. When I worked in a brewery, I found out that it was the same yeast that started the brewery was still being used in the beer. Yeah. Which blew my mind. I, I assume that's what sourdough starters are like, right? It's just like some living weird They're from like the mother, the mother sourdough, yeah. The mother day. That's what it's called, isn't it? No, it isn't. Is it? Take, have a slice of mother. Yeah. And you go off and you make your... I genuinely bread. don't know if you're taking the piss or not. A little, a little baby bread. No. Plenty, how? And that sourdough. Yeah, I, I think we just got we got bought a packet as a present, I think. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas. Here's a, here's a project. Ah, you bastard. Anyway, that's bread. This is movies. John. <laughs> to be fair, we will pivot to food pretty quickly again. Yep. John, <laughs> this idea comes in from Mark. Apocalypso. The Mind Kingdom is at the height of its opulence and power but the foundations are beginning to crumble. The leaders believe they must build more temples and sacrifice more people, but with dancing. <laughs> the tri- like tribal... Oh, is it tribal? No, it's probably not. Tribal's probably not a woke thing to say about the Mayans, is it? Uh, I'm just not saying anything. <laughs> I'm going to stay silent. Oh, you dig your little grave. Imagine if I got you get, you cancelled for fucking... By the Mayans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really... Look, apologies in advance to the, the Mayan people. But in in, yeah. in ritual killing and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. there's kind of a bit of flair. So dancing is only a couple steps away from it. Oh, the Mayans definitely would have danced, definitely. But it, how else did they express themselves? But it would have been less like 
straight and more... Yeah, they're not doing the running man, are they? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't, I don't look. What we're revealing here, John, is you and I know not enough about Mayan culture. <laughs> and that's a shame. And luckily we're in lockdown. We can go away. We can learn. Next year we'll be on Masterminds. We're going to do a side podcast where we learn about the Mayans and tell you about it. <laughs> Joel knows everything about the Mayans. John doesn't know anything. And together they make a <laughs> wacky podcast. Week one, ritual killings. <laughs> yeah, I think... I've been, try- I've been trying to do something with the pun Mayan craft, but there's nothing there. Mayan craft. Uh, yeah, probably not. Now I'm thinking of Mayan camp. And I've, if I'm not going to get cancelled by Whoa. the Mayans for that... John, you're on a one-way <laughs> ticket to Council Town. What are you going to say next? It's a good job I can't see your bookshelf in the background of this Zoom call. Fuck <laughs> it out. I Hate the Mayans by Hon Jarris. <laughs> the Mayans were shit. Some of my best friends are Mayans, okay? <laughs> I'm really sorry to the Mayan people if they're listening. Oh, Imagine no. if we're big in the Mayan community. If we're big in Maya. <laughs> no, I know it's not right. Yeah, if we're, that'd be a nightmare. If our listeners plummet, <laughs> and it turns out we were big with the Mayans and we, we missed out on some lucrative, I don't know, sponsorship deals for trips to Machu Picchu, that's probably not the Mayans, is it? <laughs> I can't believe oh, this hole cannot get deeper. Machu Picchu. Has it got anything to do with the Mayans? It's the Incas. Oh, oh we fucking upset someone else. How many more <laughs> South American people will we insult before the end of the podcast? My guess is four. Oh, mate. Should we move You've on You've got quickly? your Incans. You've got your Mayans, you know. Uh, what about this one? Here's my next idea. What? Racist film. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. This one's from Chris. I'm thinking a documentary about a film crew making a documentary only for it to be revealed that there is a third crew making a documentary about the second team. The twist, Uh, it's actually good. I'm pretty sure there's an episode of Community that's basically that, but I'm into it. Now, where do the Mayans come in? (laughs) There's a scene in Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping where all of the documentary crews following all the pop stars get all tangled up and all the pop stars don't realise who they're with and stuff. That's really fun. I just want to know how far this can go. Like, how many f- documentaries into documentaries would you watch? Like, I watched that one about the behind the scenes of The Mandalorian. Would I have watched the behind the scenes of that documentary? Probably. How many scenes would I be willing to go behind? <laughs> I don't know. I-, I don't think I could go beyond a third level of behind the scenes. It's just going to get dull at some point, isn't it? It's just going to be hard drives being exchanged for footage. and the Yeah, or... Unless there is in- interesting interpersonal stuff going on at every level yeah so like at the third level it turns out that it's actually all someone yeah they killed someone fourth level it's like a front for like a drug smuggling system like a bad version of what happens in argo you know Mm -hmm. i think we could we could fifth level mayans (laughs) (laughs) oh god do you want another edgy one from me whilst we're offending everyone what about this one from josh slack clansman Slack clansmen, really lazy. They don't really wash their robes. They don't turn up to all the big meets. Or is it the yeah. business app Slack? Yeah, I thought I thought it was racists communicating with each other during lockdown. Look, they've been deplatformed. The racists on Twitter, on YouTube, on well, not all of them, some of them, on some of these big platforms. Maybe they turn to Slack. Very good point. Unrelated, Joel, have you seen that Alex Jones video where he says that he's going to eat his neighbour's ass? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was quite sexy. Oh, <laughs> speaking of speaking of that. Eating your neighbour's ass. I read something. Yeah. The lockdown's got weird. If you knock a wall through, could, are you in the same house as them? Oh, I'm asking for a friend. Uh, no. I read about a week ago that a cannibal's favourite bit, the delicacy on the human body, is that 
pad of flesh at the bottom of your thumb. If you look at it, it's quite a nice. Mm. And I can't, all I can, I just can't stop looking at it and wondering what it tastes <laughs> like. Well, my girlfriend's been asleep. I've been trying to have a, like, have a little nibble on her hand. <laughs> she, she keep, she's definitely noticing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look at it. I hope, I hope this affects other people, but it kind of looks like maybe it'd be like a duck breast or something. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know, man. But that's, uh, now it's all I can think about. If we've got any cannibals listening, um, let us know. I'm looking at my hand. Part, I assume part, every which, listener is also looking at their hand now. And yeah, but is it, doesn't it freak you out now? Can, can you see nothing? If you took it with a thumb as well, it'd be like a little drumstick. A little thumbstick. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. To be fair, because it's it, there's clearly a bit of muscle in there, but it's not like yeah, it's not going to no be bone. like yeah. Or, it's a proper fillet of meat, I think. Oh, oh. I'd imagine human how do you chins, cook? I wonder how you cook it. Mm, in a bain marie. That's what people on like Great British Menu do. Bain marie. Put it in a little little vacuum pack. Pop it in the water. What's that all about? Yeah, I've actually got. Uh, I've cut off my own thumb for this dish. <laughs> That's the levels we'll be at with cooking shows in about five years. <laughs> Because each series of every cooking show, they have to outdo the last series, right? Still doing it over and in the Zoom. End, they'll, just be cook- they'll, they'll just be cooking themselves. <laughs> in a pot, in a big pot, just staring themselves. <laughs> the Cannibal Cookdown. I'd watch it. Cannibal Cookdown. I'd watch that. Well, I think we very respectfully, uh, definitely covered Josh's wonderful Slack Klansman idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, write in, let, tweet us with which part of the human body you're most curious to try. Surely a human, I think a human rump might be too fatty. Mm. It's got to be the glute of like someone who's doing a fair few squats. Joe Wicks. Yeah, but then that's, yeah, but, but that's too muscly then, isn't it? Yeah. You need somewhere in between. Like the cows, the the Japanese cows whose name I cannot remember. Uh, Kobe. Wagyu. Wagyu beef. Uh, yeah, and, where, Kobe, and Kobe beef. Are they both the ones where they're like massaged and given beer and all that yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Are they not too relaxed? They're not too fatty. I had some once and it was the best thing I've ever eaten. I was genuinely... Maybe, maybe we'll talk about that in the post-ramble. Very good. Believe the, the hype. The Exciting. Film ideas. Yes, please. Hey, what about this one from James? Big Soldiers. It's the film Small Soldiers, but all of the toys are really scary and 20 foot tall. <laughs> so the issue the about soldiers? recreate... Oh, yeah. It's, I think... I, I really, really loved it. Yeah, I think it kind of hit at the time where it was so perfect timing for us that regardless yeah. of whether it was a good film or not, we were all in. Yeah, I think it might be a bad film. I remember I got for Christmas the one that spins around and my little oh, brother man, you had one. Got, yeah, and my little brother got Archer, the like main you know, the one who looked a bit like a cat who was the leader of them. Oh, so you both got good guys. Zygons or something like that? Yeah. You weren't tempted to get bad guys. If I had got the bad guy, I would have got the Again, I, I I was clearly drawn towards the crazy characters, so there was like a crazy grenade guy in the baddies. Yeah, there was. When Did you ever get bad guys when you got toys? Were you getting a Darth Vader, a Darth Maul? I had a very good little nifty little Darth Maul. Yes, Darth Maul would Darth Maul would definitely be the best toy to have got from Phantom Menace by a long shot. You don't want Qui-Gon Jinn, no offence, Liam. I had Qui-Gon Jinn, and he just sort of looks like, like a hippie music teacher. Yeah. <laughs> just got a long robe and long beard. What sort of games are you playing with him? I would have got... He was no good fun. I would have, yeah, I think, I don't think I was swayed by morality when buying toys. It was how cool they looked. So, like, with wrestling toys, it was definitely like Undertaker and Kane and The Rock. It wasn't about whether they're good or bad. Yeah. Um, interesting. So, the thing about small soldiers is at the beginning, we buy them because they're innocent, just small toys. And then it turns out that they've yeah. got military level technology inside them. 
Yeah. If they're 20 foot tall, who's buying these <laughs> toys and taking them home? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. That's a very good question. Maybe it's like in America, they're the next level of home defense. You know, it's not enough for them to have an automatic rifle in their homes anymore. They need these giant soldiers to guard their property, but they actually go hog wild and can't be controlled. I like that because you could imagine those kind of people who are like very, oh, protect my home, protect my home. It's all about image for them. Like there's been images going around actually this week of people with these massive guns walking around the streets and then like people like zoom in on them and realize they're just painted pieces of wood. It's all about the the image. So yeah, yeah, buying a massive toy soldier would be very much in their wheelhouse. So yeah, I I can vibe with that. How do we get the Zygons uh, to be massive and exist in this universe? The hippies are buying them. Yeah, the hippies are buying the Zygons. They're like meditation aid. <laughs> nice, yeah. And they can carry out sort of nice menial tasks, like they can go and chop some wood or something. Yes, let's and do they that. they have to answer the call to head into the big cities to fight 20-foot soldiers. I like I mean, it. Yeah, and they like, they'd be great for a piggyback, I'd imagine. Oh, I've not had a piggyback in so long. <laughs> Before this, you were day to day, you were just strangers. That's the only way I got around. Yeah, that's how I commuted. Is that a jackass thing, Stranger Buckaroo, where they just you just piggyback on a stranger? No, it was um, it was balls of steel. Ah, a bit of fun. Probably wouldn't go d- down too well in twenty twenty. <laughs> on the subject of massive toys, have you seen? I think this goes around on the internet once every couple of years. But have you seen like buying something off Amazon and it being like totally not what you ordered? Oh, is it the bear with the long legs? <laughs> <laughs> so for the if you haven't seen it listener um oh i hate it don't yeah, look it up <laughs> so these people buy these six foot bears expecting these teddy bears that are six foot tall but in proportion you would just assume they're in proportion but then they get delivered <laughs> and they're just like a normal sized teddy bear with the longest legs you've ever seen <laughs> it's so creepy if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, should we move on to another one? What about this one from Beck? Have we done this one? V for Vianetta? Oh, I don't think so. V for Vianetta feels like, you know, I would have gone for it immediately and... Yeah, I, I'm scared that we're just going to have the same chat again, but it would have inevitably hey, just been a long chat about Vianetta. <laughs> yeah, speaking of having the same chat again, there was a period when we made this podcast initially where all of my ideas were just, imagine a world without this thing. Yes. Because I was quite obsessed with a children's TV program I watched as a child where there was no chocolate allowed. Chocolate was banned. <laughs> yeah. It was outlawed. So every time a film idea based around food comes up, I just imagine Vianetta has been outlawed. And there's like an underground movement <laughs> smuggling Vianetta around the country. We actually had a tweet from someone, from Jason, saying, because I had no idea about this TV show about chocolate, but he remembers it. And he works in uh, law enforcement against prohibition. So uh, mm-hmm. he says it's actually a wonderful allegory for the, the negative uh, things about prohibition. So so that's yeah. so well done. Vianetta, where, where do you sit on Vianetta? Not literally. Uh, I haven't had a Vianetta in ages, but... I think it's pretty decent, isn't it? It's pretty delicious. It was a pretty big part of my childhood. Although I was always more of like an Arctic roll fan. Is that where it's like a cake? It's like a Swiss roll, but the middle's punched out and replaced with ice cream. Okay. That's how they make it, I think. Here's my potential hot take on... Uh, potential hot food hot take that comes out of Vianetta chat. Is I think more the of a chocolate... Cold hot, more of a cold take. Very nice. Uh, I think the chocolate that they put inside ice cream is like top tier chocolate. I don't know... Wh- I assume it's, really? it's got to be special crap chocolate so that it can freeze and be okay. Mm. You couldn't put a dairy milk in the freezer and eat it later. But there's some, I just love it. I love it so much. You love it? Yeah, and my childhood, the taste of my childhood is that weird chocolate sauce that you pour on top of yeah. ice cream and would go hard. Oh, yes. Love Amazing stuff. stuff. Is v, so you're saying they outlaw pudding and so then some sort of Vianetta activist blows up the houses of parliament? Yeah, I think I actually think if they out, you're seeing protests now about lockdown. If they banned puddings, <laughs> I'll be out there leading the leading the charge. Now, obviously, I'm I, you know I'm very responsibly observing lockdown, uh, but if this was about puddings, mate, I'll be there lead. I'll be leading the charge. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You got to stand what up. What would happen if they ban? If they ban puddings, oh man, it would be it'd be carnage. It would be absolute carnage. It would just be like I feel like it would be people on the streets. No, um, people would be, you know, the shops would be going, well, technically this is a biscuit. So they would just reclassify everything, wouldn't they? Hmm. Is a cake a pudding? You've said pudding. Pudding is quite specific. Yeah, I think it's just all sweet treats. Oh, wow. Now we're in trouble. Yeah. So the only sugar <laughs> allowed is like fruit, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, what a healthy nation, but what a sad Would we be happy? No. Me just trying to hide in a little bunker eating a Rolo yogurt. <laughs> Oh dear! Before, you know, trying to avoid getting swabbed. <laughs> what they'd like take your blood sugar level and be like, "There is no way fruit yeah. can get you there, get you here, mate." 
And you've got caramel around your mouth. <laughs> what about this one from Lizzie? Cluedo less. So I like it. Uh, clu- you know, two excellent worlds that we can work within. The world of clueless, the world of Cluedo. Mm-hmm. A high school murder mystery. It's good. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'm all over it. I think there's Sometimes f- the ideas are too good. Yeah, Lizzie. Can and you can't really riff on them because they're, you think someone should just do that. I think there's a film called Brick, which is Ryan Johnson's earliest one, which has got Joe Gordon-Levitt. I, I think it's kind of a, a high school noir, I think. Mm. But yeah, a high school murder mystery would be fun. <gasps> Wait a second. There was that Disney TV show with the kid with the glasses. <gasps> what? That was the whole concept of it, wasn't it? I don't know. All right, let me find it. Oh, God, that's going to annoy me so much. And there'll be people who, fingers crossed, there'll be people who know what I'm talking about who will be fuming right now, not knowing. <laughs> it was like a kid's name. Hey, John, if in the interim you remember what the show is, can you drop in uh, right here? The show that John cannot remember is called Fillmore. All right, cool. Well, if in the interim I remember what the show is called, the listener will know and we'll just have to live in ignorant <laughs> bliss. Yeah, a murder mystery in a school, I'm there for it. And the characters from Clueless, you know, they're like caricatures, so they'll be easy to to work into this thing. I can't really remember what they are. There's Paul Rudd; he plays an older character who's who's a bit over it all, but then loves someone. I can't remember something like that. <laughs> Donald Faison's yeah. in it. I I fa- yeah. Donald Faison. This I found out from his Scrubs podcast that he's doing at the minute. In that film, he wears like fake gold teeth because he's like a, a gangster of the year. But according to him, it was because he had tiny teeth before he before he got his teeth done. What he had tiny teeth and weird little braces, so that's why he's wearing How's, metal teeth in that. How small? I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't Google Donald Faison teeth, but yeah, that's why he wears um, metal teeth in that film. And apparently, at the beginning of Scrubs, he's not had his teeth done yet, so he talks hiding his teeth. Tiny teeth. Yeah. Wow. Hey, if, listeners, if you've got tiny teeth, tweet us and let us know. No, don't do that. Or do. I don't know. I've taken it back. I don't know. I, when yeah, I said don't do that, it made it sound like I was like, you should be ashamed. Yeah, I'm interested. How small is tiny? <laughs> oh, God. Have you got any more uh, ideas or should we move on to ours? Hey, let's move on to our ideas, John. Great. I'll go first. Night at the Mausoleum. Mausoleum. Ben character larry gets a new gig being security for a house full of tombs that come to life after dark it's not a comedy it's horrifying also starring owen wilson (laughs) oh i was gonna say and robin williams but then that's that that makes the whole thing a bit sadder so oh that's yeah because he he is dead and it might come yeah that's sad i apologize Um, so night at the museum kids film really good fun all the things in the museum come to life and have a have a nice time but Ben, it eventually drives Larry, Ben Stiller's character, mad. And he thinks, God, you know, I want to stay in the security gig, but where could I go? <laughs> where is it going to be dead? Is what he thinks to himself <laughs> overnight. And he gets this new gig at a mausoleum, only to find out that at night, all the people in the tombs come to life and try to devour his lovely, fresh body. I think, I don't think it should be zombies. I think it's more horrifying if it's just corpses screaming. Just corpses screaming. Owen Wilson's one of them. Owen Wilson's just like a skeletal corpse, but you can recognise his nose and hair. <laughs> yeah, uh, like hundreds what, of years. Uh, what to... would Owen Wilson sound like screaming? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it would be exactly. Wow. Like <laughs> 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 yeah. He's the least scary screamer. 
He's the comic yeah, relief. <laughs> He's the comic relief and an otherwise genuinely horrifying experience. I, I think he becomes buddies with Owen Wilson. I don't really know much about the night in the films. About, about there's, mausoleums? There's a monkey. Mm. So... Uh, if he's in an we animal you... mausoleum, that would be scary. Hey, we've got enough on Night at the Mausoleum. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry, your pretty little head. No. We've got enough chat. I don't think Hollywood John... are ready for it, mate. <laughs> John, what's your idea? Fortnite of the Living Dead. The video game Fortnite causes teenagers across the land to become z- zombies. If you ask me, it already has. There we go. That's that's the first 20 minutes is people not realising. <laughs> They're just in their room like Nick Frost at the end of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Just slapping at a controller. I'd, I'd, and I tell you now, I'd still lose to them on Fortnite. <laughs> Even if every teenager in the world just became a zombie without any sort of cognitive abilities, they'd still find a way to beat me on Fortnite. Did you see the footage of that Travis Scott concert in Fortnite? Insane. It was actually quite impressive quite, looking. 12 million people were there. Do you play Fortnite? Uh, I played it once and I kept getting killed. And then I realized my best strategy is to hide. I'm... I'm the kid in yeah. The Hunger Games who disguises himself as a rock. <laughs> it's good fun. I've moved on to Call of Duty now, which is much, much more grown up. Yeah. It's more of a grown up pursuit. You, you still know. dance when you kill people, though. The, the jump is like moving from Biff and Chip to War and Peace. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where I, that's the circles I'm moving in now. You're a big, Billy, big bollocks of video games. You used to be a Timmy Tiny testicle. I did. And that's why in the film Clueless, I've got a gold, a, a gold case over my yeah gold cod piece on because I had tiny testicles. And in the first season of Scrubs, you just walked around I, with your hands I, on your balls. Yeah, like like a free kick was always being taken. But by season two, they were out. They were out on swinging. Oh, that seems like a good place to end it. The podcast. Um, so give it a subscribe. Tell your friends. Um, Send an idea. Listen to it. Send us an idea. Listen to it. Listen to this episode 10,000 times each. It'd be nice to get 20,000 listens. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being a podcast host, John. <laughs> thank you for being a podcast host, Joe. You're welcome. I'm back in a minute. Hey, John. Tell us about Wagyu. Oh, yeah. I forgot I was going to do that. Uh, so this was in the before time when we were allowed to travel. And I went to Japan and I had that Wagyu beef. And it was sensational. Do you just want to hear a description of the meal? Yeah, go on then. Take us, take us, take us to Is that Japan. fun? Is that fun for listeners? We've got fuck all else. Yeah, that's very true. So went to this place and sat on the floor. And they said, sir. No, that's what you do. Uh, there's like a little low table. And there's a little hob on the table. A little hot plate. And they, this guy comes along and he puts a little pan on it and he just starts making this broth, you know, chopping up some pak choy and some other things, making this lovely little broth. And they bring out the beef, the very, very expensive beef on a little dish. And then you just get it, your chopsticks, and you dip it in the broth to cook it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's quite boring, I think. Well, we're keeping it in, mate. We've got to make up this time. The, the, oh, the people up top... No! Want, the people up top insist that this is over 25 minutes an episode. Our, our bosses sake. are breathing down our neck. Fuck off, bosses. <laughs> anything to say, John? Have you got anything exciting to report? Oh, I just want you to stay alert, mate. Just keep staying alert. Yeah. How do I become more alert? Have you got any tips? More coffees. Yeah, I'm just... I'm going back to caffeine. I stopped drinking caffeine, but ever since the government's told me to be alert... That's all I'm drinking. I'm going to walk around sort of 
back to every wall with my fingers <laughs> in a gum position like I did when I was a kid. Just humming. <laughs> I'm actually going to approach real life the way that I do Call of Duty. Tango down. Target over there. Target over there on the horizon, 100 meters away. I'm going to sleep. I need with... more body armor. I'm going to sleep with matchsticks holding my eyes open. <laughs> well, I'm going to be like a shark and I'm never going to stop moving, <laughs> even when I'm sleeping. I, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready to move to the next stage of alert. You know, I've been, I've, been a, I've been fairly alert, but as of tomorrow, we're taking it up a notch. I'm going to be so alert. Goodbye, Corona. Here comes alert, yeah. Joe. <laughs> Doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> God, I'm going to be alert. Good luck trying to catch me. I'll be too alert. I'd have already seen you. Stay alert, Joel. Stay alert, listener. Stay alert, John. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media, then you'll be the best listener.